Become a leader with the University of Washington College of Education. Within one year of graduation, over 94% of grad students find employment throughout the nation. Tap the banner to learn more or visit education.uw.edu. I don't know where we got the idea for like what the rules of life are, right? Like where did we get this idea that you don't have to work? Where did we get this idea that it has to be like, you know, it, it's supposed to be effortless, that it's supposed to be fun? Like, where did we get, like, what, what are the rules? So people ask me some time ago, Dr. K, do you have rules for life like Jordan Peterson does? And I was like, no, I don't really. But for the sake of the memes, like, here's 12 rules for y'all. Rule number one, your spawning, your spawn point is RNG. Spawn points are not balanced. Like where you you spawn in this world, what your stats are, what your race is, what your gender is, you don't get to pick any of that crap. So understand that your spawn point is just RNG, it's a crapshoot. This is also the concept of karma, where you don't get to control what, what hand of cards you're dealt in life. You just get to control how you play it. On to rule number two, life isn't supposed to be anything. Life is a sandbox game. So like we come into life and we think like, oh, it's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be like engaging. It's supposed to be this. I'm entitled to this. You know, I shouldn't have to deal with this. It's unfair this. Life is a sandbox game. It's not supposed to be anything. Life is what you make it. Like literally, it is the sandbox. It's like I can go outside and walk around naked if I want to. I can eat nothing but tacos for the rest of my life if I want to. I can work if I want to. I cannot work if I don't want to. Life is what you make it, and it is a sandbox game. So let go of what it's supposed to be and look at what it actually is. Rule number three. It's your choice whether life is PvP or co-op. You get to decide what mode you're playing in, right? And this goes back to all the crap that we've talked about. When someone else needs help, you can choose to invalidate them tell them that they're wrong, or you can choose to help them. When you need help, you can choose to ask for it. You can attack other people, or you can be supportive of other people. Life is like, it's PvP or PvE, like you get to pick. So try to think about which one you really want and how you're playing the game of life. So are you playing in co-op mode or are you playing in PvP mode? When someone else needs help, like what do you do about that? Do you help them or do you like, do you spend your time trolling around on the internet posting about, you know, how like, like the world is sad and everyone is screwed up and like, oh, kids nowadays, blah, 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 yada, yada, yada. The world is going to shit. Do you just sit there complaining about it or you like actually get up and do something about it? Next rule. There are world bosses and these world bosses cannot be defeated on their own. So this is something that we've really, really, really got to understand. So there are problems that we face like yesterday i was like okay so there was a school shooting and misogyny is a problem in our community i guess i have to fix those tomorrow how do i fix those problems i can't dr k cannot fix misogyny on the internet and he cannot stop school shootings i can't do it i can't stop climate change i can't do it so what do i do about that i get up and i fucking try same is true for all the rest of you it's just like a world boss you can't down a world boss the only way that the world boss goes down is if everyone tries to do what is insufficient. That is the way that you tackle world bosses in this world. Everyone tries to do what they know in their hearts to be completely insufficient. No snowflake believes it is responsible for the avalanche. 
Rule number five, <laughs> there is no respawning and the servers are going to go offline after 72 years on average. So you get one shot at this life. You don't get to respawn. If you fuck it up, you fuck it up. The servers are going to go offline in 72 years. The clock is ticking. What are you going to do with it? How are you going to play this game? Because it's you don't have an infinite amount of tries. You don't get to respawn. There aren't one-ups. There's no, like, you know, there's no cheat codes. It's just this is what you get. And so how are you going to use it? Next thing to understand. <laughs> there is no exponential XP requirement to level up, and content doesn't expire. So what this means is that it's not like a video game where like the amount of time it takes to level up increases as you get higher level. That's not true. The amount of time it takes to learn something is static. The amount of time it takes to become proficient in language is largely static. The amount of time it learns to, to takes to learn a video game is largely static. You can graduate from college in four years. You can start at 16, 26, 36, or 66. Four years is what it takes to graduate from college. Two years is what it takes to put your life together. One year is what it takes to start to put your life together. Three months is what it takes to like take the first couple of steps. You can put your life together whenever you want to. The content doesn't expire. You can go to college whenever you want to or not go to college. Content is out there. You can have never had a girlfriend and you can start dating tomorrow. You can be a virgin at the age of 30 and be having a ton of sex at the age of 40. The content's there. It's just when you choose to engage with it. Furthermore, just because you've wasted some amount of time, this is where the XP, exponential XP thing comes in, doesn't mean that you can't do it. That doesn't apply. So just because you've wasted time learning one skill does not make it harder to learn other skills. That's just not true. Right? You can just like, like literally like, you can, I have a book here, Swara Yoga, The Tantric Science of Brain Breathing. And like this book takes the same damn amount of time to read, whether I'm 50, 40, 10, whatever. So the work is the same. Do you guys get that? Like the rest of it is all BS. Your emotions and your being behind in life and like what other people have, like men have it easier, women have it easier. A book is a book. You read it or you don't read it. The content is there and it never expires. Next thing. Beware people who sell walkthroughs to sandbox games. Okay? So this is the other thing. Remember how we said that it isn't supposed to be anything and that life is a sandbox game? So be careful for, for people who sell walkthroughs to open world games where you can do whatever you want to. Here in my garage, I have a Lamborghini. Right? So be careful about that. So, like, I'm not saying that there isn't something to learn from those people, and I certainly fall into this category as well, right? Just beware, because there isn't a walkthrough to the game of life. And so if we want to understand this, this goes back to, like, the spawn point, the RNG karma. No one is going to have perfect information about what you should do with your life, and that's because they haven't lived your life. They may understand some approximation of your life. They may understand some pieces of it, but literally it is impossible to put a walkthrough for your life. 
And anyone selling you a walkthrough for your life that will turn everything around is someone that you should be very careful of. I'm included in that. So watch out for that because your, the walkthrough for your life can only be determined by you. You're a very unique character who has your own stats, was born at a particular time with certain starting equipment that no one else has ever had, has your own experiences. You spawn in a certain world where you got exposed to these random people who became your party members, other people who became your bullies. You got aggroed by this thing. You know, like, it's unique. So beware people who offer you generic solutions to your unique life. Next thing. So I know a lot of people in this country, so I think this is rule six, seven, eight. A lot of people in, in this community, sorry, want to help other people. So here's the thing that you got to understand. If you want to carry other people through content, you got to be geared up yourself, just like a video game. So if I want to carry my friends, like if I want to carry my friends and help them gain a thousand MMR, like if they're 2K MMR and I want to carry them to 3K MMR, I need to be 6K MMR. If you've got friends who are like running low level dungeons and you want to carry them through it, you need to be geared out. So I know that a lot of people in this community want to help other people, but y'all need to understand if you want to help another human being, you need to have your own shit in order first. Put on your own oxygen mask before you go and put on someone else's. This actually causes damage. We've had to actually terminate or fire coaches for this reason. Like, think about what, not coaches, what? So you need to get your own stuff in order. Like, I totally get that you want to understand other people. This comes back to dharma as well. Where people are like, how do I find my dharma? Like, oh my God, there's so much suffering in the world. It's like, get your own shit in order, bro. Or girl. You know? Start with yourself, because if you want to carry other people through content, this is something I know y'all understand. Y'all play video games. If you want to carry your team in Valorant, like, you can be a OTP, like, totally fine. But you got to be really, really good at that trick, right? You can be a one-trick pony and carry other people with it, whatever. So if you want to help other people, you want to carry other people, you need to be geared out. You need to be decked out first. So your first dharma, if you want to make the world a better place, is fix yourself. Become strong. Become independent. Become capable. Become confident. And then people are like, oh, how do I do that? Beware the confusion of the brain. Beware the complexity of the addictive mind. Here's another tidbit about the addictive mind. It loves complexity. Do you guys get that? The more complex a problem is, the more the addictive mind can like hide in that complexity. The more variables there are, the more things I can try to address or manipulate to avoid the conclusion. So addictive minds love complexity because then it's like, oh, but what about this? But what about this? But what about this? But what about this? And the more complex the problem, the more paralysis you're allowed. Because I haven't accounted for that yet. I don't need to act yet. What about this? What about this? What about this? Ha ha. Another day has gone by. Another week has gone by. Another year has gone by. Another decade has gone by because I've been thinking, what about this? But what about this? But what about marijuana for anxiety? Beware the complexity of the mind. It is the refuge of the addictive brain. Next thing, success is dependent on your raid guild. If you want to clear endgame content, you got to find a good raid guild. That's how life works. Life is not a single-player RPG. It's an online persistent universe, or offline persistent. It's a persistent universe of some kind, right? And this is where, like, it's a sad truth, but unfortunately it's true. So think about the company that you keep. Between the ages of 
23 and 27. I had two groups in my life. I had monks and I had gamers. The time that I spent with monks, I did awesome. The time that I spent with gamers, I did nothing. Between the ages of 32 and 36, I was training at Harvard Medical School. That's one hell of a raid guild, let me tell you what, chat. It is like top-notch raid stuff. They know how to clear stuff. And so what you are depends on the raid guild that you're a part of. It's unfortunate, but it's true. So what we've tried to do is create a raid guild that has all spans, right? We, don't, we try not to discriminate based on how successful you are or how much money you make or whatever. So the truth of the matter is that what, what bosses you down depend on your raid guild. Okay, so that's rule number nine. So rule number 10. Any build is viable. Don't compare. So this is where a lot of people, this kind of goes back to the people who are offering you a walkthrough. So in the game of life, any build is viable. You can be an author, you can be a doctor, you can be someone who consumes internet, consumes things on the internet, right? So like, you can just be someone who just watches YouTube videos and then compiles the best YouTube videos into a 10-minute video every single day. And that can be a job. Any build is viable on the internet. And the more that you get caught up in what other people are doing, the more you're going to like get confused about what your build is. So if you try to mimic a half dozen builds from a half dozen people, then you're going to end up failing. But anything is viable. So a good example of this is if you guys play MOBA, have you all ever done this thing where it's like you're playing a game of 5v5, right? So let's Dota, LOL, whatever. And you get crushed by a hero on the enemy team. And you're like, that hero is so OP. You pick that hero in the next game, you're like, I'm going to dump on these shitties. What happens? You get owned. And there's a different hero that's OP. And then you're like, oh, that hero is so fucking OP. I'm going to pick that one. I'm going to crush these noobs. You play that one and you get owned. It's like, stop looking at what other people are playing and start to play your own fucking game. Any build is viable. Just do what you do well. Rule number 11, exploit the meta. So just like video games, life has a meta. We are in a different meta now than we were 50 years ago. There are different problems and different advantages. So for example, we are now in the ADHD meta. What does that mean? It means that 20 years ago, 30 years ago, ADHD was a disadvantage. And it probably is still, on average, a disadvantage today. But we literally have a group of professions for which ADHD seems to be a competitive advantage. So the meta changes over time. You just need to realize what your strengths are, what builds are viable, and play the fucking meta. Because we're, we're trending towards shorter attention spans, so those of you with shorter attention spans are doing way better. For 10 years, I've tried to write a book. I couldn't. My mind is way too Vata. My mind is way too ADHD. I show up on Twitch. Look what happens. Play the meta. What's going on in the meta right now? The biggest change in the meta, there are two, two or three huge changes. The first is that the barrier to publication is like shrinking to a fraction of what it was. What does that mean? That means that in like 50 years ago, if I wanted to write a book, there's a big gap between the author and the reader. Huge gap. I have to write it. A publisher has to accept it. A publisher has to think that enough people want, will want to read this book. It has to be marketed properly. Now with this thing called the internet, 
I can write a book and the 10 people that will read it. So what used to happen in publishing is that you couldn't publish a book unless 100,000 people were going to buy it. And then they'd give the author 10%. Right? So like 100,000 people buy it, you get 10%. Let's assume each, each book is a dollar. And then so you make $10,000 off of 100,000 sales. Now with the barrier of publication lower, maybe only 10,000 people will read your book. But if you can find that audience and you can write it and you get a dollar per, it's a tenth of the cost of, you know, the, the other book, or you still charge 10 bucks, you can end up with 100K instead of 10K. I don't know if y'all, I lost y'all in the math. The point is that the barrier to publication is lower. You have solo people making games like Undertale and Axiom Verge and stuff like that. Right? So you can make video games in a way that you didn't used to. You can make more niche games. You can have more niche Twitch streams. Being a DM apparently is a, a profession now. Right? So like, exploit the meta. Recognize that the meta is changing. The other big thing that's changing about the meta is entertainment is now the most important field to invest in. I think if my, my kids want job security, they need to be entertainers of some kind. We're automating everything else. So like what happens as the amount of automation increases in the world and we don't need humans anymore, as we get more self-checkout lines, as we get doc in a box, which is like a machine at CVS that will soon be prescribing you blood pressure medicine. As we get drone delivery by Amazon, as we get AI generated this and AI generated that and automated stuff. And as more human beings are sitting around and don't need to work, why do you think the anti-work movement is so big? It's because we're quickly reaching the point where human beings don't need to work. It used to be that you had to be a contributing member of society for society to function. It's actually changing. You don't need to work. We're moving in the direction of universal basic income. So now we're going to have a bunch of people who are sitting around with like nothing meaningful to do that they really don't need to be doing. And so old industries are trying to hold on to old standards that are archaic and then people are unhappy because they don't actually need to be there. So what are all, you're going to have a bunch of people with a bunch of time. What are they going to do with their time? They need to be entertained. Why do you think there's such an explosion? I do not think it is a coincidence that automation in the explosion of entertainment goes hand in hand. 30 years ago, how many TV shows were available to watch? Today, how many TV shows are available to watch? Orders of magnitude higher. The amount of entertainment that's being produced is mind-blowing. So exploit the meta. Because the meta is going to change, right? With those of y'all that are GME, crypto, whatever, that ain't going to stick around for a long time. You got to get in on the Bitcoin billionaire train before it, before it pops like the bubble it is, right? You got to get on this. Because the meta is going to change, your, your OP strat is going to get patched out, and then you're going to be left with nothing. This meta is trash. It creates such a bad society. It creates a society. Whether you play the society well or not determines whether it's trash or not. Right? And rule number 12. The final boss is you. So... Case in point, everyone's talking about problems in the world. We're making them external. So I know it sounds kind of weird. When you play Dark Souls and you're fighting Gwyn, Lord of Cinder, 
who determines whether you live or die? When I'm fighting against Bowser and Mario, who determines whether I win or lose? When I'm fighting against Sephiroth in FF7, who determines whether you win or lose? So we think that the raid boss is an external thing. But it's not. It's an internal thing. The raid, like the boss is just the fucking boss. It's not a raid boss. It's not the final boss. It's just another boss. It's just another mob. What's the difference between Gwyn and a skeleton? Nothing. Both of them can kill you. The difference is whether you're good or not. So this is something y'all really have to understand if you ignore all the other rules. Take this one home. And that's the raid boss is you. You're the problem. You're what's holding you back. So time to get good, chat. Get good is absolutely right. And for a meditation on for today, this is what we're going to leave you with. Get good. Think about it. Walk. Meditate. What does it mean to get good? What are the things that are holding you back in life? Why the fuck are you smoking pot and watching motivation videos all day? Like, what is really holding you back? Oh, I don't want to. I don't like it. It's boring. I'm not motivated. What is the actionable thing in all of those statements? I, I, I. It's not about the skeleton. It's not about Gwyn. It's not about Bowser. It's not about Sephiroth. All y'all have the same problem. I, 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 I. I don't want to. It's hard. For me. Other people have it so much easier than me. Me, 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 me. So you're the final raid boss. Just think about it. Everything that's holding you back in life has nothing to do with anything else. Sure, is the world shit sometimes? Like, absolutely. Don't get me wrong. That can depend on your karma and your spawn and your RNG and things like that. We're not saying that Gwyn doesn't exist out there, right? It's not all skeletons and Goombas. There are Bowsers out there. There are Gwyns out there. There are Sephiroths out there. But at the end of the day, how that person affects you and whether you wipe to that person or don't wipe to that person depends on you. So get good, chat.